happens until April. Oh, don't even get me started. Everything says April. Yeah, right? Come on. Come on. You know what happens? You forget about everything and you, you miss all your books. And then when it comes back in April, you're like, oh, I should reread it all. And But then we get new books in the in-between. I mean, what happens until April is 10 weeks of Wolverines. Ten weeks of Wolverines. On the first week of not... Wolverine. Oh, no. Percy gave to me. <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And today we're talking about some Infinity Comics. Some Infinity Comics, plural, because Justin saw another one and he was like, hey, maybe we should check this out. It's kind of fun and Mm-hmm. I don't know if you liked it, but I liked it. It was fine. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> X-Force number 26 and Excalibur number 26. Yes, indeed. But before that. Yes, before that. News. We got news. Hey, so you've probably seen it and we'll talk about it at the end of the issue. But each issue this week had a little last page stinger. Yeah, it did. About what's coming. April. April, right? <laughs> so X-Force. Coming back as X-Force. As X-Force. Excalibur not coming back, turning into Knights, Knights of, of X, X. Or Cox, if you want to spell it out. What? <laughs> Hawks, Pox, Rocks, Cox. I'm upset by that. <laughs> you can blame Jonathan for that one. No, I blame you. Okay. <laughs> I blame you. Hey, today was the Hasbro Pulse live stream where they announced a full wave of new figures oh snap oh snap indeed what is it this is the full wave that had been kind of leaked who was on it but we didn't know what they look like that alicia doesn't know at all so vulcan is on oh one of them that was like a hope right we were like are we gonna get a vulcan oh that was that was teased previously they showed a digital render oh okay so what we didn't know before was the Build-A-Figure, and the Build-A-Figure oh. is probably the most exciting of them all Well, yeah, so then personally. you're going to get the whole wave. Of course. I mean, it's X-Men. I'm always going to get the whole wave. Bonebreaker oh. is our Build-A-Figure, someone that you don't know, especially by your voice and the look on your face right now. Is he like a centaur, but he's half tank? Essentially. Interesting. Basically, that's, that's spot on. If you're trying to picture him in your brain, he is a tank centaur. Okay. But well. he's also a reaver. Of the Reavers, right? So cybernetically enhanced to be a tank man. I feel like, do I not know him at all? Or I feel like maybe, I I don't know, sounds bone crusher? Bone breaker. Skull skull basher? No. (laughs) Skull buster, you might know, the other of the Reavers. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) maybe not. Difficult to tell them apart with names like that. I don't even remember what the other name was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... They have, it's it's the three guys, Cole, Macon, and Reese, and then Pretty Boy. Excellent name. <laughs> we'll get to the Reavers at some point, the OG Reavers. All right, so Are Bone they Breaker. anything like the Nasty Boys? No. Nasty, Nasty Boys. We'll get Sinister's there. That's... Nasty Boys. <laughs> Ooh, you're excited about them. <laughs> Just because of Janet Jackson. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Havoc. With an epic oh, accessory piece on the back and really hands. That's cool. Yeah. little classic Havoc design. Mm-hmm. I've got a post of all 
eight figures that are in the way of the seven figures and the build a figure on our Instagram. So check that out. Okay, cool. Well, what's the rest of them? Maggot with Eenie and Meenie. I hate that. He has actual maggots. I can't look at it. Turn, take it away. I don't want to. Not only does he have actual maggots, (laughs) those maggots are his digestive system. You have caused me so much pain (laughs) by telling me that. Siren. (laughs) Hey, Siren. Hey, Siren. (laughs) (laughs) Look over here. It's Siren. Get that out of your brain. I can't. I think I'm going to throw up right now. (laughs) Maggot. Stop. Why would you do that? Because you said you might throw up. Oh, yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Siren. Siren. First appearance, Sabretooth. Oh, interesting choice. Yeah. So. Why would they do that? Well, you know, we have the kind of classic Jim Lee. We have the Age of Apocalypse. Now we have first appearance. I don't know. Okay. First appeared in an Iron Fist comic. How long did he stay like that? For a little while. He looks for his first appearance in X-Men, too. All right. Looks a little lankier, less bulky. That one looks a little bit more bulky. And everybody else has been calling for him to be on the Omega Red body, which is, you know who Omega Red is, right? Yes. But he's much bigger, who is generally what you think of when you think of Sabretooth. But I, I imagine Sabretooth to be larger in stance, like how Apocalypse is bigger than everybody. Larger and in charger. But no, he's not as big as Apocalypse. But yes, he is much larger than like Wolverine. Well, everybody's larger than Wolverine. True, bub. <laughs> Darwin... Darwin. Looking like an alien. Yeah, those eyeballs. Vulcan. Oh. With a new body mold that they are teasing is going to be the gold standard of what was previously referred to as the Bucky Cap mold. Now is going to be the Vulcan mold. Oh. There you go. I know you're interested in that. And the (laughs) last one. Obviously, we need a Wolverine. No, we don't. Hot Claws Wolverine. We don't need another Wolverine. What is that? I don't don't want it, but I do. Well, you're going to get it. Obviously, I'm going to get it. How many Wolverine figures do you have? At least 20. That's so many. At least 20. That's so many. And then the last bit of news that I have. There's only one more bit of news? Yeah, we had the Knights of X, which we didn't actually talk about. We'll talk about it afterwards, maybe. Okay. When it comes up in the issue. Uh X-Force. Last page stinger. I have the creative teams of both of the next iterations of these titles. But I'm sure you're saving that for when we get to those pages. So the news is seeping through the whole episode. Watch out. I'm taking over. Last (laughs) bit of news. What's the last? We're going to see Spider-Man tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we are. And Hawkeye was this week. Yes, it was. This is a big MCU week. I am stupid and been scrolling all over social media and had most of it spoiled for myself. No, I'm not going to let you say that. I'm not going to let you call yourself stupid. I mean, Juan did. I was like, that's on me. And he said, yeah, no, that's on not. you. No, it's not. I know. People are The internet arrogant. is a public place. And well, you got spoiled for Spider-Man on Wednesday and it didn't even officially come out until today. Mm-hmm. Like, that's messed up. And also people know that other people have been waiting years yeah. for this well i mean i was i'm glad it got spoiled before because i was watching the hasbro pulse live stream and people were just posting spoilers in the live stream that's just what it what does that do for you what does you, it do to you to, to ruin other people's day like that you collect the tears of strangers i just don't understand makes you it stronger i just i feel like that's so mean oh yeah 
it's so mean and it, it just deprives people of like genuine reaction joy in the moment i'll and tell you you know this yes i know i had endgame royally spoiled oh for me oh my goodness like entirely <gasps> spoiled Everyone, I'm assuming that listens to this podcast has watched Endgame. So when I say what was spoiled, just it's like not... if you haven't watched Endgame for any reason, just skip 30 seconds right now. Right. <laughs> Someone who I was friends with on Facebook <laughs> posted, "Oh, Tony dies, Natasha dies, Cap is old, F- Thor is fat, like like just just boom just, boom 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 boom." In here's one post. all the things that happened in Endgame. It's horrific. I was, I was so upset. I just don't get it. I just. I feel like I want to like take all the people who decide that that's what they want to do and sit them down and say, do you need a hug? I don't want to hug What's them. going on with you? What's this? What's causing you to lash out like this and cause pain <laughs> to so many other people? Someone, someone posted something. It was a, a post about Hawkeye, a spoiler about Hawkeye in an action figure group that I'm in. And I reported it for violence. <laughs> <laughs> I reported it to the admins for violence and they immediately commented on the post. They defended the guy, which I'm about they to de- leave. What? They defended the guy because people are calling him names. And okay, well, name calling is not nice. Sure, but if you're going to be like that, then people are going to tell you you like that. <sighs> yeah, it's just not, I don't know. It's a big pet peeve of mine. It's oh, yeah. just, you don't do it. You have to be respectful. You have to, you have to, Imagine how hyped you are. Okay, so you're so hyped to share this information if that's the reason because you're so hyped about it. Imagine how you would feel if you were exposed to that information before you got to genuinely experience it. I don't know. I could go on about this forever, so we'll let it lie. But don't spoil things for people, especially things that are that big that people have been waiting and waiting and waiting for. Years. They should have done another like Thanos demands your silence campaign it or something nothing, for this. But yes. Well, I think I mean I was gonna wait, wasn't that for Infinity War? Yes. And I, I feel like people were respectful of that. Maybe. I just feel like it's gotten worse and worse, especially with Disney Plus shows, that every week is just bonkers. I feel like part of it is the way that social media is and the way that people sort of a battle for being the top like Marvel influencer, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I understand you want to be the first person to get that news out to your fans, but don't be Marvel and post the cover of Trial of Magneto before lunchtime. Yeah. Like that's not fair. I don't know. Okay. Moving on. Our first infinity comic. Our first infinity comic. Mighty Marvel holiday special. I don't know if you guys knew this, but there's a holiday special and it's featuring entirely the X-Men. The X-Men. 90s versions, it seems. Yeah. It's just a bunch of visual fun and gags. I love Lockheed is Rudolph. Mm -hmm. He's got his little Rudolph nose. You got Archangel flying to the top of the tree. Beast dressed as Santa, which caused me a little concern. I hated that. Yeah. That was terrifying, actually. Kitty's got her candy coins with a few nods to the fact that she's Jewish. There's a dreidel in there at some point, too. Iceman makes a dreidel. Nightcrawler's bebopping people to the North Pole for a quick visit. Bebopping or teleporting? I said bebopping, (laughs) and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, all right, sure. (laughs) It's lighthearted. It's silly. It happens. It's very 90s. It's fun. But then what really happens, we get this midsection credits break. Happy holidays, Mr. Howlett. 
written by Ryan North, art by Nathan Stockman, color art by Chris O'Halloran, and letters by Joe Sabino. As Jubilee comes in to Grumpy Logan, trying to cheer him up. Trying to get him in that Christmas spirit, but that he, holiday spirit. Right. And he's just a Scrooge. He's just not having any of it. He's grumpy or, or brusque, as he says. Yeah. It's not for him. It's, it's not my party. Yeah. He's too old. He never gets anything good. You're all kiddos to me unless you'd rather be a bub, which I thought was a great line. Yeah. Like, I have two names for people. It's kiddo or bub. I'm going to keep calling you kiddo unless you'd like me to change it to bub. And and just Jubilee's doing her best here, trying to make Logan feel happy about the holidays, be excited about the time, and mm-hmm. he's just not having any of it. But what he is having is his secret tradition that we've never known about until now, that every year he goes to this safe house and meets up with Mystique. Mystique. What? And they go to a soup kitchen. And they volunteer at a soup kitchen. I Every one of my notes for this section, as I was going through it, meeting with Mystique, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, and they volunteer at a soup kitchen, exclamation point, question mark, and they do this every year? They do, because they're both old. Timeless. <laughs> And she gets him his favorite whiskey from 1851. Which well, I how'd think, she get it? She's been holding on to it nah. for an impactful Christmas. Nah. You know, they have a kid in an alternate future. What? Yep. I kind of love that. Really? Yes. I'm here for it. If those two are a couple, I'm here for it. All right. I mean, I also like Destiny. but I love Destiny. I just I'd love- rather... No, I'm just going to say I'd rather Destiny, Mystique, and Wolverine be the thruple. not cyclops gene and wolverine well on to our our main infinity comics yeah the real one the one that we were expecting and not surprised by (laughs) it was a pleasant surprise i i enjoyed it if you have a chance go check it out but issue two of paradise lost Mm. our deadpool and juggernaut story we get a catch-up from deadpool we got those fourth wall breaks. All the Deadpool humor littered with fourth wall breaks. And also the nugget of information that he is in fact not there to save Rivermaid. No, he's there. Not to kill her though. Mm, yeah. To take her. To be potentially to be killed. killed. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or continue to be experimented on. Probably the second one. And he makes the, the claim that like, hey, mutants are a lot harder to come by for evil scientists now because they all have... Tricky amnesty on Krakoa. (laughs) Yep. But after she's quote unquote rescued, he, Deadpool, has this escape plan through a secret tunnel and Juggernaut and team save the day. They know what's up. Right. They're here for the party. Primus continues to win every issue. (laughs) I like the explanation of like, because I was asking last last week, how does... This character come to be and a malleable plastoid construct created by Arnim Zola, a Nazi scientist, a mad scientist to be accurate, who is now a head in a box. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> He's got like this weird little, little smile, smile on his face. So cute. And Juggernaut's just not having it with Wade. No. And his head actually becomes the pancakes that are not so pancakes. That grandma used to make yes. uh, the, the issue title. Yes, I didn't a hundred percent like get that reference. Like, yeah. 
they were talking about how Wade's bones regenerate, and then she said, "Not the pan, not like the pancakes my grandma made or something." Yep. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. But I did appreciate the fact that we have established that Wade doesn't die, and that Juggernaut can just literally smush his face, and then we have the awkwardness of it growing back, yes. and that is a continued. Visual gag that we get to enjoy over and over. Yeah, it was good stuff. I do. It's just, it's fun, Deadpool. As I like Deadpool a lot. Yeah. What Sometimes did, I think about if there was other comics I would read, maybe it would be Deadpool comics. So he's on that teaser image from... Don't. I Sometimes I, I shouldn't have said that. What? I take it back. I don't know if we're going to read another comic outside of X. No, he's on the the Destiny of X teaser image. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, so he's coming into Krakoa. Yes. At age comics. But also know that I got Wastelanders Wolverine. We didn't read it. And that's a we didn't read it. I didn't read it either. I, okay. I, I Oof. All right. So anyway, Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool. His face is smooshed. What and do you love? All the things. What did the warden take from you, Wilson? Saliva and skin samples oh and blood and urine and feces and sperm, some toenail clippings, bone marrow, a little of my thyroid and some of my spleen and more urine, a few ligaments, my scapula. I Just because I like the word scapula. <laughs> word. And more urine. I really had to pee. <laughs> Pancakes. Anyway, so yeah, actually, the the thing that really stuck out to me was Deadpool arguing, hey, I would do this because money. Paycheck. You know, I, I don't care where she's going. I needed the money, so I'm going to do it. And he's a mercenary. That's what he is. Yeah, it's true. But at the end... Juggernaut is promising. We need to stop the warden. Stop the warden. To be continued. Next. That doesn't mean we have to like it. Dun, dun, dun. What do you think? Two issues in. What are you thinking about this Infinity comic? Do you enjoy it? Yes, I do. You like Deadpool? I like Deadpool. Um, I do enjoy his humor and the fourth wall break because it makes me feel like I'm in it. I'm part of the comic. Okay. I'll give you the creator credits. Fabian Nicieza was the writer Art by Matthew Horak and letters by Joe Sabino. Joe Sabino is killing it on these Infinity comics. Mm-hmm. So X Force is that? Is this the in, is the order in which I read them? The order in which we will be discussing X Force and then Excalibur. Yeah. All right. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so X Force, Wolverine is jumping into a pit of lava to. An unknown Take hand. on a giant hand. What am I disappointed about in this cover? Well, Forge is mentioned in this issue, but not in the issue. And Domino's in this is on the cover of this issue. But we don't get to see her in the issue either. Yes, we do. What? She's 100% in this issue. Oh. All of these characters are in the issue except for Forge, who is only referenced because of a creation of his. But this lava hand isn't actually in the issue, right? Does she have any lines? Yes, she has lines. Like two? I, I didn't count the lines of the Why? characters. What do you that's mean? not something I do. I think it's very action-packed cover. Well, it's she doesn't kind of, have an impactful moment in the it's issue. It's visually cool. It is. It's a cool cover. I have no qualms with this cover. <laughs> I don't have any real qualms. I just like to pick fights. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. Page turn noise. We catch back up with our baby stealers. Picking right up where we left off Compl- underwater. Complaining about the babies they stole. Well, babies are loud crying, you know. Well, especially mutant babies. 
But don't worry, there's a submarine for you to hide out in. Yeah. These intense screams breaking through the glass of his chamber and the eardrums of our criminals. I really, 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 a million times really love this panel where their ears are getting, like they're getting so disoriented by the baby crying Mm -hmm. that the text even is shifted so it looks like everything is blurring. Like this panel looks like it's holographic and it's not. And that's cool. Yeah. Again, Robert Gill. Really doing well on this issue. I will say he was announced as the artist that will continue with X-Force after this run. Excellent. Him and Benjamin Percy. Even better. The the speed at which this guy is ready to kill this baby that they just stole. Right. Kind of uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> I mean. I mean, I get it. He's a mercenary. He's, you know, he's a. He's, well, he's not a, even that, but he's. The, the ship is. The submarine is already starting to sure. leak and explode because this baby is. Us or them, even though that was the mission for them, right? That this is, as Pike says, he wants the kid exactly for the reason you're going to kill him. Yeah. Which is, hmm, who's he? Who is he? You would wonder, but you can't know now because we're at a title page. And that says, Enfant Terrible? Enfant Terrible. You speak French now? Oui. <laughs> okay. Wipe out. What? I said them both. No, technically I said enfant terrible. Okay. Enfant I hated terrible. that you just did that. What? <laughs> <laughs> because I had no idea where it was coming from. Enfant terrible. Enfant terrible. Stop doing it. Written by Benjamin Percy, art by Robert Gill, color art by Guru EFX, and letters by Joe Carmagna. <sighs> VCs, Joe Carmagna. Well... Beach cleanup. We're on, we're at the cove. Wolverine. You are absolutely at fault here, Wolverine. 100%. <laughs> don't you listen to Tom. Yeah, don't let Black Tom sway you. you this is your fault. This is my on friend. you, my dude. You are to blame. Even if you thought they were of us or with us, you should second guess building full maps of the island for people who don't already know that information. Right. And who you've never met before. Never met. This. But I, I do need to say this this little panel of him just like kicking the dirt because he's so mad. He's so mad. I love that part. He's been had. And, and as we find throughout the issue, he has feelings. He's not just this we knew that. grumpy Gus. We knew he had feelings mm. deep down in his heart. Sometimes. Sometimes they bristle through the adamantium skeleton. Well, Sage and Black Tom are having a little Krakoan connection. Island interface, yeah. Oh, island interface, which every time now, I think every of, time something like this yeah. happens, I think about Inferno. Right. So there's been a lot of conversation about the island's abilities in light of the Krakoa warlock connection. Sage being able to do this here feels very tech-enabled of the island. So X-Men Monday on AIPT Comics every Monday... Mm-hmm. The Monday after an Inferno comes out is a conversation between Chris Hassan, the host of that blog, and Jordan D. White, the senior editor of X-Men Comics. Dang. And it seemed in this week's issue that Jordan was indicating that the technological merging of Krakoa and Warlock was part of what Xavier wanted slash they needed 
for the future of Krakoa, to be able to be the island that he showed Doug in his ideas. Oh, interesting. I don't think he wanted the no place conceit as part of that request. And I'd wonder, you know, how much he was really looking for. That makes me like it less. Oh, really? Yeah. I liked it better as their own plan devised behind Xavier's back. Mm. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about X-Force. And the various technological defenses of the island that give Sage clues. I, I love these things. I think I bring it up every time mm-hmm. we hear about them. Just the layers of defense that are around the island. Smart plankton attached to a skirt around. Yeah, and the fact that the plankton links on to these people and basically travels with them until they entered a pressurized system. Right, so they're able to track them to a certain point. Ah, Kid Omega. Right. And his broken heart. Papa Wolverine bringing in the tough love. I love Wolverine's pep talk here. There is just nothing comforting about it. <laughs> it gets easier as you get older, so just get older, okay? It gets easier as you get older because you become less less of a human and right. more of a bitter soul. Right, you become more numb to it, okay? Okay, okay. let's go. Let's go. We gotta go. You good? You good. And Quentin's like, no, I'm going into the waves to die. I mean, it brings up a good point of his obscure list of modifications that he keeps on updating to ask for the five to do, which I guess they have to because of X-Force protocols and he gets X-Force does whatever priority resurrection because they're going out on these dangerous missions, but he's ultimately, that's why his hair is like that. That's why... Different things are styled to a specific point. Can he or should he be able to just take out the memories of their relationship? No, I think all of this altering of memory idea really can mess with, I think it has repercussions, psychological side effects, so to speak. But that's interesting. It is totally interesting. So I want to see it. But it's not happening right now because Wolverine pulls him from the waves and says, what are you doing, you idiot? Yeah, you ride it out. You ride the wave. When the universe wants to give you a pounding, just pound it back. Come on, let's go. Oh, look, it's Domino. Oh, look, it's Domino. And look, a line. She says, I know the gates make travel easy, but I miss this. Right? Going on a mission in the Bluebird. The Bluebird. This is cool. It's a new tech development. I'm glad we get Forge with the name drop invention credit here. I also think it's interesting that it is basically a piece of machinery that could exist without added Krakoan elements, but it has pieces of Krakoa infused into its structure. Mm. Well, that's just how Forge invents nowadays. Right. So it's just cool to see that consistency. But what has happened to this submarine? Destroyed at the bottom of the sea. We need a mental scan from Kid Omega, and he goes off on Wolverine. You lie. Oh, man. See, this is why I absolutely knew that Domino, poor Domino, caught in the crossfire as Quentin yells at Logan for his advice not matching his actions. Do as I say, not as I do, kid. Right. He's looking for Pike here, and that's the only reason he's really concerned. And Kid Omega knows this because he can hear it in his mind. Well... That random blonde woman who he apparently fell for on the beach. Well, well, we don't find her here, but we do find two babies. Two babies. Quinn with that mic drop exit, though. Hurts, doesn't it? We'll suck it up. 
Suck it up. This data page on the opposite side. Autopsy report. Confirmation of some previous suspicions as we find out that these are lab-built soldiers similar to the ones that we've seen from Zeno. Mm. This time with more specific modifications. He's like making fish. Fish people. He's making people specific for the missions, the missions he, needs. he needs. Right. I, I, He's a mastermind of sorts. Hmm. An evil genius. Or at least someone working for him is. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's not clear if he's the one doing it all, if he's just the just figurehead. Just the puppet master. Well, but we're going to bring those babies back to Krakoa. The baby whisperer returns. Why does why does Kid Omega make these two people's heads I don't hit? Know. What is the point of this? It's like he could be kind of a hero as he brings the kids back, but then slams their heads together. We got to talk about Jean. Sure. She's being very Professor Xavier. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? She's like, oh, I heard that your mind was in pain, so I came over here to talk to you about it, and well, it's easy. I'm not. You're not telling me what's going on, but I'm just going to go into your mind and find out what your problem is so I can give you some advice. Yeah. But at the same time, she's recognizing his psychic stink and <laughs> he's called to it because he's going through some stuff. It's right, like, but it's like she this... could be like, oh, I heard, I felt you were in pain. What's up? Yeah, but also it's the telepathic connection that they all have, I'm assuming, has a little bit more leeway across that even Phoebe had said, you're basically shouting your thoughts at me. And so is mm -hmm. it? Yes, yes, he does. Quentin does call Gene out for noodling around in his brain. But. But nothing. Yeah. It feels kind of weird, especially with how she frames her and Logan's relationship. Like, I understand. Yeah, first she she's like, Logan and I have had our out. Right. I, okay. Sometimes she, he comes back to me. Sometimes he doesn't. Right. Um, and if he doesn't, then I still got Scott. And we're good. So it's fine. But do you know who will never really leave you? Wolverine. Old man Wolverine. And here he is at the volcano. Alaskan volcano. So it's tracking her all the way where she's surfing. She mentioned it last issue, talking about this Alaska volcano. Love, I love this page visually. Yeah, all of these. This whole next series of surfing in the lava water. Those, all these pages are so beautiful. Yeah. The and colors I, especially are so amazing. Yeah. And I think it, it's also just the water, the character of the water. We mm -hmm. talked about it last issue, but I feel like Robert Gill really has water down packed. So I don't know if that's, you know, hey, do we have more water in the future? <laughs> Give us more water. We're into it. These two are getting deep, okay? I mean, it's they're, pretty they're, philosophical. They're playing a little game here. This idea of them being lab experiments and the psychological effects that it has on them being creations also can we just talk about this little detail of the fact that you know we know we won't we won't spoil it till we get to the page but we know what it is she's doing here okay but if you look at this detail which i didn't notice until now going back to it she is wearing a bunch of grenades around her yeah that's, that's part of her that's part of her uh, danger outfit. No, it's to amplify what happens next. She's going in anyway. She tells Logan, you'll have to catch me. 
but Logan also is asking about the baby. He's, he's <laughs> Let's just be clear. Lightly, he is though, also saying, where's that baby boy? I need to bring him back to Krakutla. He's just a big old bag of fluff. I think it just it might be his, his emotional expression on that panel. That I was just reading this and I was like, oh, Wolverine, you softy. The man is allowed to have feelings. Sure. Every once in a while. Heart on his sleeve. Two full issues of feelings? I don't know. We have our fights, you know. (laughs) Not wanting what happened to them to happen to Max, which I thought was a really interesting connection between the three of them. And this It's trying to plead for like her Humanity to come back, yeah. What is it that you went through? Do you really want to put this baby through it for no reason? This enfant terrible. Oh god. These visuals are crazy. (laughs) The fact that this surfboard is just cutting right through this Volcano deadly shark. shark. It's so cool. It's so cool. You see, he loses the adamantium surfboard. Right? He falls into the, the water as this volcano's going over. Quentin Kid Omega comes and saves the day. Forge is gonna be upset. He's gonna be very upset. He worked really hard on that. I'm upset. That was a what, twenty one issue tease reveal maybe he didn't lose it forever like you don't know know. quentin saves him but then maybe after the lady situation they they go back and they find the surfboard she goes too far she belongs to the surf now brother she's gone she's gone she's free justin she's free kaboom kaboom kasplash kersplunk and then it's Max we need to worry about. Okay, but these these last two pages. These last two pages are the hype of the issue. Yes. Wah wah wee wah. First and foremost, the Peacock Man. The Peacock Man How out do you of feel. What? How do you feel? I feel great. You're always craving the Peacock Man. I More feel information like I, from I the am. Peacock Man. I, the Peacock Man was probably one of the most interesting things in issue one. Hmm. And I feel like he's been a little bit more in the background than I would have liked. I know that he is seemingly the big bad and the fact that he is taking mutants and experimenting on their cells to create other things. I think that's cool. A lot of people talk the big I'm experimenting on mutants to make humans into more mutants talk. But he's Mm -hmm. actually the one doing it. Do you think he is? Is he? He is tied to Orgeus? We don't know There's for There's like sure. a wishy-washy. No, I think I think we have at one point said, yeah, probably, just because he's a human in power, and I think there might be something, but there has never been a direct connection between him and Orcus. He is connected to Mikhail in the sense that he supplies Mikhail with his creations for his, his Russian army of sorts, but... And they got Max with some kind of dampening collar on him. Yeah. For now. On this little bowl. Now, wait a minute. Never mind. For a second, I wasn't sure if they were all sitting in chairs or if that was Dolores Dolores in a wheelchair. Could be, but I don't think it is. But maybe. No, I think they're all sitting in chairs. Yeah, they are. But then, so, so that's just a looming... Looming last dangerous page. last page, but but the real last page, the data page, just feels all sorts of ominous. The chronicler is As back. We get our update from the chronicler, kind of about the sleeping giant creating this time bomb of Colossus. I feel like ready to explode at any time. It's almost making you forget the power of Colossus by 
showing you, hey, he's just a soft, His patient, softer side. gentle, wise member of the council now. Which I'm I'm curious how the Chronicler's power works. You know, is he getting live updates? Does he know? Is is the story updating to him to tell him what Colossus is doing, or is it just the These the paintings that come back really, and forth? Really great questions. What do you think, though? I think he has some sort of I don't want to say like telepathic, but in a sense, telepathic connection with the person whom he writes about, because otherwise he wouldn't know how to fill in the gaps. Right. You know? It's interesting. It's very interesting. Can he only write for one person at a time? Maybe. What do you all think? That last page, though. Beneath the sunny surface of Krakoa hide secrets and monsters. X for X for say. April. That creepy image with what looks like Cerebro connected into our team. Yeah, I don't like that. That is, you know what this says to me? This says, look at me, Charles. I'm puppeting Puppet you master. all. The teases at the center of this issue, This, these were really exciting. Oh, yeah. I love the idea of Zeno, and I feel like, like I said it before, it's just kind of come in and out, working in the shadows, but actually developing things, and I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. I hope in April we, like, open up on the Peacock Man. <laughs> you want the Peacock Man. Yeah, I do. You know who's not in this preview image? Domino. Domino. That's for sure. I believe she That's is. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Overall thoughts? Any any big reactions? I I love just the satisfaction of the connection to the Peacock Man, and I do think the Pike love interest thing. It was interesting in that. It gave us a different side of Wolverine, but it also was irritating to see Wolverine let his guard down in that way and get played, especially for someone who's just going to go and die in the next issue. Um, yeah. But I did like the um, the information about them being engineered with this need for adrenaline so that they would crave the missions. Which is so cool to think about the layers of development that Zeno is getting to. Right. The first issue had so much already, the fact that they have this spool around their ears and and explosive putty in their mouths yeah. and, and surgically grafted domino skin so that Krakoa recognizes them as domino. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Blades hidden in their bodies. With the acquiring of this mutant baby and then dr stasis also acquire like wanting mutant parts and like is this just i feel like they should be connected in some way why because otherwise i don't like the trope that like everybody's doing it you know everybody's taking mutants to make their own versions of mutants like i mean you also have the children of the atom Mini that had the return of the U-Men, which they were doing that back in the 2000s, early 2000s. I just 2000s. feel like that can get sticky and confusing, especially when it's crossing over between multiple books. Right. 
you know, like in X Force, we have this guy who wants to take people, uh, take mutants and use them to make things for humans. And then now, we, but we also have that happening in X Men, but they're not the same. But the same thing is happening. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the face of this challenge, scientists are trying to do what they can, and they are, as we're even getting in the Juggernaut story, Arnim Zola is experimenting on mutants and this other warden is experimenting on mutants. You know, they're trying to level themselves up because they recognize the threat that mutants are presenting even more so than they had previously been. You know, they've stepped up. We are your gods now. Well, the fire is right here and we can play with the fire. We can steal the fire and capture it and and experiment with it. All right. Should Wolverine be punished for his silly love crimes? No, no, I don't think he's not going to get anything. He first of all, he's on X Force. He can do whatever he wants. Nothing's going to happen to him. And I think Wolverine will punish himself enough. Sure. What is in store for Zeno, or what would you like to see from Zeno? Literally anything. Just, just more, more, Zeno. more Peacock Man. Just tell me what is going on. Tell me what it's all about. What's don't show their me his face. Game? Never show me his face. Never. I don't. I don't need to see it. Okay, well, I would like to see it, so you can close your eyes. <laughs> no. What do you mean, no? No, I want the mystery. Well, I want to know. I want to know what it is they're up to. What's their end goal? What's their plan? Domination. Dominion. Yeah, but blah, 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 blah. I want more specifics than that. Thoughts on this run overall? I don't know if it's going to start with a new number one. It really doesn't make sense in my mind to do that. No. Just because it's the same creative team, generally the same mutant team. We're just now waiting four months in between. It's a little pause. Um, X-Force. I like X-Force. I do too. It's good. Action-packed? Yeah. I, I love the political drama, the CIA intertwinings. I do as much as I hate Beast. I love what he adds to the story. He yes, I agree. I, I would like it to continue... Or even lean into the crime aspect, like the CIA, espionage, spy aspect of it a little more in that I want to see, you know, in the beginning when they were going out and investigating things and they were going out and exploring, I'd like to see more of them doing their thing out in the world versus the world coming to Krakoa. I feel like I want to see them go out and gather intel and all that. I feel that. Very similarly, in a slightly different way, just knowing and loving past iterations of X-Force and and what they are as this black ops team that goes out and does these deadly murder missions. I I would like more of that, yes. Yeah. I just want them to go out into into the world. But good stuff. You ready for Excalibur? Always. Excalibur. Betsy Braddock makes the ultimate sacrifice. Really cool inversion of issue one's cover, which is a great nod, but also explicitly showing us what we've known all along. It does the Betsy show. What do you mean? What was issue one's cover? What's inverted? Be more specific. She was outside of a scrying pool and she had the... Like everyone was gathered around her and her sword was up versus down. And now all of Excalibur is in the scrying pool. Yeah, see, this is what I just needed to see it. 
I don't know. I'm just describing it to you as you look at it so that the people at home can hear. Yes. And Saturnine is with her. Saturnine? Saturnine? Saturnono? Opo Luna Satarida? You always have it. And then you go on this, no, but what could it be otherwise? I don't know why. <laughs> Sapphire? Hit me with the bass, darn noise. <laughs> Merlin in his chamber. We haven't won yet, people. The lunatic citadel. No knights. You're not knights. You're not my knights. You're just Arthur's brood. You're just here to live and fight you're, and die you're for not Arthur. that special. I don't love you. <laughs> this feels his at the end of the page. It feels like Captain America Endgame hype speech, but for Merlin's dark forces. Ooh. You go. Th- they go through that gate, or they die. Get them out of here. Out of the citadel and back over to Avalon. Maggie is worried about her mama. Well, her mama's got to get her back to Krakoa so she can be protected. I love the concern in this hyper-intelligent child's words. It's absolutely adorable and speaks to the seriousness of what's happening. It really sets up, hey, you know, we're potentially in the fight for our lives. And if we die, we die, die. We die, die here. Right. And I'm so glad that you were wrong. Because as Betsy and Saturnine return, there is no love between them. Betsy hates her guts. Just as I love it. Hey, you know, you never know. You were like, look at them, they're romantic. And I was like, poo poo, no. The imagery was leading me to assume that they were they were like dancing in the wind. Because you have a dirty mind. It, it was not like that. <laughs> Captain Britain is I, back. I even said back from their romp in the Sea of no, Secrets. No, they did not romp. <laughs> I looked up ramparts. Because, you know, even if it's in the, what, National Anthem? Okay. <laughs> because I just didn't know what the word meant. Okay. And what does it mean? It's like the things at the top of a castle wall where you can spy from. Oh. There you go. And you looked it up because? Because it's in the issue. He says we see them. Oh. I see him over the ramparts. Got it. I thought you were <laughs> saying it in connection to the word romp. And that's why I was confused. No. All right, anyway, they're back. They're back with Saturnine's convenient trick of dropping through reality. Yeah, Saturnine, why don't you tell them the story of how you doomed us all? Yeah, a little flashback. And it all started with Brian. Before the Age of Incursion. So this is back part of the Time Runs Out event. It was across Avengers, New Avengers, and Avengers World, and leading into the most recent Secret Wars event, all by Jonathan Hickman. Interesting. Other world was being destroyed. Saturnine sent Brian away to survive and then fled the castle herself, where she found and captured a map maker. A map maker. Someone with the power to travel from one torn reality to another. And she landed in Blightspoke, but the map maker had come apart, leaving only a small remaining piece in Saturnine's hands. Dun, dun, dun. Roma and Merlin found her. They did. They're floating heads. Yep. They were looking for her. They found her. You're going to take her down. But Saturnine teams up with Roma to overthrow Merlin when he least expects it, using the remaining power from the map maker. Women getting together to take down a man. Teaming up. Smash the patriarchy. Merlin and Roma would be reborn, but by then things would already have been set up for Saturnine. And that is interesting to me. 
so these like legendary people just are reborn no matter what? Yeah, I guess. That's just interesting. Yeah, the magic of Otherworld. I love the, I think it's funny, this, oh, all a girl wants is to feel needed. Speak for yourself. I'm needed elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, you have to hold on to that thought because we're at a title page. The Lunatic Citadel. The fantasy is over. Written by Teeny Howard, art by Marcus Toe, color art by Eric Arseniega, and letters by Ariana Maher. VCs Ariana Maher. Which, shout out to the full team for this run, but also especially the the art team, because Mm -hmm. I have loved the art of Excalibur, every issue. Yeah, it's great. Marcus Toe and Eric Arseniega, killing it. Ariana Maher with the, the skillful layers of production and letters. Teeny weaving up a magical story. It's good stuff all around. I love Excalibur. So let's get back to the story. Hey, Rachel's here. So's Emma and Charles. You love it. I do, but I think Emma's being a little too frosty. Well, you know, serious times. Yeah, but she keeps referring to Otherworld as like not a real place. It's because she doesn't go there. She doesn't hang out. She doesn't play in the fantasy world. But it is real, Emma. She don't know. She can't see it. It's not her reality. Okay. I'm just trying to say, like, I'm not always pro Emma. <laughs> okay. Lies. Well, I don't like it what she's saying here about Otherworld. But Rachel's here. And Charles is like, so basically, Charles and Emma are saying, we need to close the gate yep. because we need to stop the nonsense of Otherworlds. And I think, I guess, if I had to come to the defense of Emma in this, it's. From the position of it's all for her, it's always about the children, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have this place, if you've conquered death and then you have this place where the death, death in this place basically negates what you've built, you want that place gone because it crushes your dreams. But it also is causing a even deeper rift between them and the United Kingdom. Yes, them but really, poo, poo, poo. We don't need to worry about them. Right. Humans. Hey, but we need to resolve it and close it to restore peace with the UK. But it don't worry because the team is back and it's not doing anything except representing the Citadel. Yeah, this dramatic entrance. What you're seeing is a reflection of what's happening in Otherworld. Merlin is taking over. Megan, where's your baby? Jubilee, where's your baby? They're chilling in Otherworld. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Whatever. Betsy's making the plea for reinforcements to go in after them, to come and help turn the tide of this fight. And and Rachel's even saying, hey, there were a lot of people that wanted to throw swords before and they didn't get a chance to. So let's do it. So let's do it. She's got the backup plan. Captain Britain all hero, like telling everybody to get to safety. But before that. Little kiss. She's going to get her confidence boost and her little kiss. To send her on her way, which mm-hmm. I really liked. Rachel and Betsy. They're cute together. Yeah. But hurry back. I don't care if you think you're needed, you're wanted. That was emotional. Yeah. That little pep talk from Ooh, Rachel over the pages. That little pep talk from Rachel talking Betsy over to the side of logic and her power. This they can't take your mantle from you and that drives them crazy. So go and do what you need to, but hurry back. I feel like that really empowers her to know, like, hey, yeah, everybody's out to get you because you're Captain Britain and they can't stop you from being Captain Britain. I love Rachel. 
I think she's a great character. Oh, I do too. I really she's like very Rachel. supportive and caring and also a bad mamma jamma. Right. Well, and especially to have such emotional depth and be from the dark, dark future that she's from. Mm. Like she's from the days of future past future. Yeah. Raised as a hound. But yeah, this data but page. She, but that makes her appreciate the good that the, they have. The world that she's living in now. No matter if other people feel that it's in the dark days, she knows the dark days actually feel like. Yeah. The worst is yet to come. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, an Excalibur data page is a hefty. Ironsides, Wall Journal. Interesting information about Arthur and where he comes from, I thought. Mm -hmm. This combination of his potential selves across reality. The story of Mordred and how it doesn't always end how he fears and the potential that his fears are actually what creates what he's afraid of. Yeah. It's interesting. So in this moment, this is something I was kind of confused about. Are they saying that all he is the culmination culmination of, of but but let me ask a question. Culmination of multiple realities or culmination of multiple times that he has lived because the the conversation of Merlin and Roma will come back. They'll be reborn. So is each time they're re- like in, in a sense is that like how Moira is right like every time Moira is reborn she has the collectedness of her lives before. Is that similar in this situation or is it across multiple realities? I'm not entirely sure. I From the data page I'm gathering is that Arthur lived in all these realities previously. And then now he lives in Otherworld as a combination of all those realities. In the same way that if you were to die in Otherworld as a as a 616 mutant, you kind of spin the revolver of potentiality of coming back because you're fractured from all these things. So they are of legend these things that are unfractured. They are rebuilt mm-hmm. from all these fragments across the various realities. I don't know if that answers your question. Not at all. Okay. I mean, it does, but it's still, it's one of those Excalibur things that's just going to, I'm going to let it be confusing and move on. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but I also don't understand how that works with time. But I know time is Time is irrelevant nothing. in other world, I think. Yeah. Readying for war in Avalon. I love Brian and Jamie's conversation about unleashing his power. Hey, you know, you, you could like not hold back, but also... <laughs> Maybe hold back because of how many things are destroying reality around them. No more reality warping. Yeah. This whole place seems fit to cave in. Even Richter and Shatterstar readying for war with this little lover's pep talk. Shatterstar misses the battle. He is from a warrior society. Mm, I didn't know that. And Richter wants to see it out. He's, he's here. He wants to back them all. The stakes of their potential demise in other worlds... Doesn't scare him. Doesn't scare him. But. I think I have to stop a dark wizard from taking our fantasy castle. And I'd really rather do it with you, Shatterstar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would love nothing more than to bring my sword to slay a wicked sorcerer alongside you. Aw, kissy kissy. That's a nice moment. And then explosion of fighting on the next page. (laughs) The most epic page. Again, shout out to Marcus Toe and Eric Arseniega here. This is just absolutely beautiful and and what I've really enjoyed from this run. Mm -hmm. Almost every issue of the series. It wasn't on everyone, but almost. Yeah, it's really, it's a a very 
epic, action-packed, but not overwhelming right. image. The showdown, Arthur's forces, he has all of Otherworld behind him in waves throwing down with these fighting words. Arthur's saying, everyone else can go except for you, Betsy. And Betsy's like, come and get it, fancy man. You want this? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. And my people are backing me. The sneaky evil. They're all in cahoots. Yeah, this build up. This, this is getting serious. Right. We've got a little something going on all over the place with... Mariana, Ruben, Morgan Le Fay, and Merlin all in contact. They're all together now. Readying the points of what they're going to do. Excalibur is making this tactical retreat as they fight off with the Captain's Britain. As they retreat for the gate, those four evil magic users unite to destroy it. Now? Now? Yes. And then... Car... Boom. Which is pretty intense. It's in so intense. The visual striking down on both sides of the gate at once. The gate itself. Right. Sh- shattered. Right. Excalibur. Seemingly, seemingly with Excalibur inside, in transit. In the process. And a data page. Which I think... Reading through this, the thing that stuck out to me, the interesting reclamation of the title Excalibur, as Ruben is arguing, you know, they used to fight for our cause, but now they no longer do. Mm. And maybe that's why it's no longer being Excalibur. Maybe. We get this detail of Ruben swaying the government to back his support to distrust the mutants even further, skewing the presence of Braddock Isle as an expansion of Krakoa for malicious means. Right. They're taking over. Right. The gate, the lighthouse, everything destroyed. Gambit freaking out about his cats. I love love it. Oh, my cats. Oh, my cats. The gate is destroyed, but they made it through. They made it through on the other side, and Captain Britain saw their plan coming and countered. Using the Starlight Sword, she kept access open to Otherworld driving it through the portal of the gate. And she's going back, and she ain't taking anybody with her. With this triumphant purpose to defend the remaining members of the core and protect the Citadel and Saturnine, her love. Ew, no. <laughs> she hates her. Ah, uh, a kind of ending for Excalibur, right? Poor Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that... Don't talk about her like she's already dead, No, Brian. That was... That was Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, Brian wouldn't do that. He's he's crying. He is also crying. I didn't. I wasn't looking at the page. I just looked over here where Brian says, "Ah, oh, damn it, Betsy." But then, yeah, Betsy has always been one of our bravest. But I love I love this because you know we did our Psylocke episode. But that was really for me to understand the division division between Betsy and Psylocke. So I feel, uh, and Kanan, but I feel like right here, this little nugget from Rachel, that woman has walked into a dozen realms unafraid. That woman once led the X-Men. She's in there doing what she's always done. She's fighting for a world that hates and fears her. And that it's pretty epic. is dope. Yeah. yeah. But I will agree, it does make it seem like this is a Betsy show. 
Okay. It I'm was. Giving, I mean, it was I'm whole giving you was. the Betsy show. It was, on this it was one. the Betsy show. And it's not a problem. It's just the facts. I was not <laughs> sold the Betsy show. I was sold Excalibur. And I don't agree that all the issues are the Betsy show, but I, I do agree that this one was 85%. I'm not going to go into statistics with you about it right 80, now. 85.7. All right. Anyway, what's happening on the next page? Oh my goodness. A world of magic and adventure awaits unless you're a mutant. Knights of X. Knight S.O. of X. Like I said, so it's kind of an ending for Excalibur as well. We don't really finish out all of what's happening in other worlds, right? We kind of get this major cliffhanger of, oh, she's going to battle these forces for who even knows how long, at least four months. At least four months. <laughs> Comic book time doesn't follow our time, Justin. Yeah. This issue kind of hurt my brain, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> yes, classic Excalibur. The first time I was reading through, I just kind of stopped and started flipping through the pages to look at the art and check out to see if I could figure out what was going on just by context clues. I think what's funny about Excalibur is that a lot of times I'm very picky about understanding every little thing. But with Excalibur, even though I, I do very much enjoy it, I tend to just accept that I don't fully understand and that when I need when I need to, when the time is for me to know what's going on, that their writing will assist me in that. Yeah. And that's usually the case. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that is because of how much there is going on in Excalibur. Right. There's a lot of layers. And it has helped, especially going back over a handful of data pages recently to understand where other world is at in the realms of other world and building it in my mind okay yeah we're still we're still doing other world stuff in knights of x knights of 10 the 10 realms themselves but mm -hmm. yeah what are your thoughts on knights of 10 <laughs> i just don't want it to be the captain britain core it looks like it's not <laughs> it looks like they die you don't know that betsy went back for them yeah i mean with the way that this story ended i think well, and because we see her in the preview page, I, I like that Rachel is going to be involved in this. And mm -hmm. I think it's going to be about supporting Betsy in the cause to save other worlds, but doing it under their own name now so that they can sever their ties with Britain. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if it's entirely based in other world. You know, are they going to be doing this back and forth? It doesn't seem like there's a clear egress between the two right well that was their way to other world now they don't have one as of right now right right but there has to be some way that the other characters on this promo get to them right 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 so there has but to maybe be it's some another way, to way some other time some other place a lot of things tied into this quote-unquote ending is there any aspect of Excalibur's story that you wanted more of or more from? Because I don't, I, it's not really an ending, right? It's, it's no. going to be rebranded under a different title. Same writer, different art team. I'd like to see Morgan Le Fay come back, like as herself, not being puppeted by Merlin. The Coven. And the Coven, yeah. But I wanted more action, especially from that final battle scene or that final kind of. All out. I feel like that had been teased over the last couple of issues. Oh, well, I disagree. I feel like we got so much of that, so much fighting over the last few issues. Yeah, but the final battle, I felt like, was very skimmed over. Okay. 
it just felt like in this issue that was supposed to be this big final battle, it was much of a big flash at the gate back up through it. Who then, said it was going to be a big final battle? I mean, it's war for other world. I said it was going to be a big final <laughs> battle. Maybe, I guess, I built it up for myself. I'm just saying, you might have let yourself down there. Yeah. I wanted more from Strike, but I guess they're now officially established and ready for missions. You know? Yeah, that we didn't even really talk about that, how he was like, I could just take Strike there, and Xavier was like, sit down. That's, Strike can go to Krakoa. That's for later. Yeah, that's terrorism if you're going into other <laughs> countries and just doing whatever you want. We'll use you guys later. Well, there has to be something that comes up with them because why would they go through right. the yeah establishment of them and bringing all those people in? Which makes me question if it is entirely in Otherworld for the next title. Mm, it's interesting. Who wins the battle for Otherworld? Not Betsy. Not Betsy. Not right. not when when we get into Knights of X. I don't think she, she will have one. No, I think she's essentially holding them back for reinforcements to come. Yeah. That's her hope. And and I guess reinforcements include Rachel and Gambit. She's going to be like held up somewhere. And they're going to find her. And then they're going to go for it. Any big thoughts on this run overall? The last issue of Excalibur? I liked it very much. And it was always unexpected to me or it was oh it's always different I think that's what I like I think because it is a different kind of story that involves mutants you know it's mm-hmm. not dealing with all the same stuff the classic mutant stuff it's dealing with magic and other super powered beings or yeah you know it's funny that you say it's not dealing with all the classic mutant stuff and then they're making the comparison that she's fighting in a world that fears and hates her and Right. Right. But in in through a different lens. Right. Sure. Yeah. And a different realm. Right. You have a lot more possibilities. It is always in my mind, and I think we said this early on, it has always felt the most like its own thing. Yeah. That it is almost entirely on its own, doing its own thing. Occasionally with set up in Krakoa with the bases and, and some interaction with other characters, but it was primarily just exploring Mutant right. magic and other world itself, even from the start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a long time in between. I know we have the the ten weeks of Wolverine, but <laughs> that basically brings us up to March, followed by some of the titles like Marauders and Immortal X Men at the end of March, but then back into it in April. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody deserves a break. Sure. Okay. Every once in a while, if you have to. If, if all of the books have to go continuously with no break, that's when the stories don't thrive. You know, you need to have air. You need to walk away from a project. You need to come back to it with fresh a fresh sense hmm. so that you can keep it exciting, I think, anyway. I mean, as a reader, I can understand how that's painful to go, oh, my God, I have to go all these times, with, all this time without a book. But you still get other books. Yeah, we'll still have books. We have Devil's Reign. X-Men of that, Sabretooth throughout that time. Plus, it gives us some time to maybe go back and do some other kinds of episodes. True. So, I'm not upset about it. I understand the creative process needs breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious as to... I, I'm acknowledging how I'm going to drift in a bunch of strange comic runs now. <laughs> I'm just, uh, what am I going to read? Like, I'm looking at next week's comics already, and... 
I'm thinking, do I add a, a random one here and there? Do I pick up Avengers Forever? I don't know. Well, what's, what are next week's comics that I should be interested in and concerned about? Wolverine number 19, the last of Wolverine in the this run. I would assume Wolverine. as everything is ending until April, but there's an event in between here and there for him. Mm-hmm. Sword number 11, the last of Sword. And Ooh. we might be getting that last page tease like we did with Knights of X. Ooh. You only hope so. You hopefully for X-Men hope Red. So. <laughs> Sword number two. And Trial of Magneto number five, the last issue of Trial of Magneto. Okay, good, because I need some answers up in here. Hopefully we get them and it's not just going to get rebranded as another title. I will fight someone. Another miniseries. That will be a highly upsetting ending. Phoenix Song Echo number three comes out and I'm not sure how I feel. You know, I, I went back and got one and two and was sold on the promise of mutants and gates and... But now I'm like, I kind of like Echo and, and Hawkeye. So. Yeah, so why not? There you go. Black Panther number two. I read number one. Really enjoyed number one. I asked you what I needed to be concerned I'm telling the people. About. It's not just about you. It's okay, about them okay. too. All right. Okay. Wastelanders Hawkeye number one is the other one that I'm like, oh, well, if I read Wastelanders Wolverine and I like that, uh, who knows? Do you think it's going to be related to the podcast at all? I think it occurs in a similar world. I don't think it's going to be, but yes. Cool. The same way that Star Lord, the podcast, mm-hmm. the Wastelanders podcast, yeah. So it's kind of the old maniverse, as Ben Percy has referred to it as the old maniverse. Which I really loved, Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. How about um you? How are you feeling about the wrap up of X Force and Excalibur? I feel like I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm, I'm mixed feelings, right? So I, I get the break. I understand the need for a break. It just, it's a break and then it picks up basically into the same stuff, right? Not entirely. You don't gonna, know. Right, sure. There's going to be twists from Inferno. There's going to be twists from Lives and Deaths. But we're essentially stopping for four months and then picking back up where we stopped off with maybe a status quo shift as been teased by Marvel. I thought that I really liked both of the issues today and i liked both of these runs so i have no no complaints over here mm-hmm. but i'm just uh you know i'm like where, where am i gonna what am i gonna be reading we'll find stuff something will happen well is that it yeah, i think so all right well we did it so until next time old friend charles Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 